Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Made of Things podcast. I am your host with no rhymes this week, Antonio Maria Correa. On this episode, we have the wonderful Mike Hadrias, also known as Perfume Genius. It's mostly a quick hangout with him before his show at last summer's Superbox Super Rock Festival in Lisbon. But first, open data. Now, a friend of mine recently got invited to fly over to Tunisia or Tunisia. Tunisia? I'm not sure. And do a presentation on open data. I was asking him how it went, and he was telling a group of friends and I on this WhatsApp group message we have uh, that it went great, but also how he wished that in the middle of the whole set of conferences, I could have been there to do a presentation of my own. So with that in mind, here is my quick presentation on open data in Portugal. Good evening, everyone. I am assuming it is an evening, as we have been kept inside for very long, and for some reason, no one allowed clocks of any kind. I will start my presentation by mentioning that in Portugal, most of the great benefits of open data happened in the early 90s. And by early 90s, I mean 1996, because that's how long it took us to leave the 80s. The 1980s in Portugal started back in 1978 and ended in 1996. That's a good solid 18 years of the 1980s. Most decades only have 10 years, hence the name Decade. But some decades don't, and that only goes to show how powerful open data can be. In Portugal, many people took part in open data, so much so that it became a pivotal form of learning, with diametrically different costs to canonical academic education. The great open data boom, as it is commonly referred to, took place in the period in which open data had its own program on national television around lunchtime. It was very important that you had your lunch at the same time the show aired. And they made it so that you couldn't record the show on a VCR, so you wouldn't be able to cheat. Nowadays, open data still exists, but it is just not as open. It's just data. One of the most important benefits of open data is that it forces us to rely on other humans. Or humanoids. Just like that well-known exercise of when a person lets herself fall into the arms of another, when dealing with the spokes on the wheels of open data, one must take a leap of faith in the competence and goodwill of the other parties involved. In the sense that no one will go to open data and deprogram all the work you had these past few weeks. That being said, yesterday I updated Firefox and my antivirus detected a threat in the new version. I hope that these conferences have approached this case until now. Regarding Portugal, there is clearly a great center of open data in Portugal's Estoril, thanks to the Estoril Open data. The data suffix of Estoril Open data was suppressed by the political party in power in 1992. But what is the future of open data in Portugal? That's a good question. So congratulations to you. Government plans include implementing tools such as learning through masterclasses. This is exclusive. Any other educational tools will be banned. 
These master classes will focus on children in kindergartens, dogs, and women. Current belief is that with these measures, Portugal will probably be one of the leaders in open data in the Iberian Peninsula. Of course, it is literally impossible to be sure of this, but we believe that if we stick together, very close to one another, that we will succeed. To end this presentation, I leave you with a quote. I do not know love by half. I cannot live a lie. I do not know flying feet. I am always myself, but I will not be the same myself forever. The author of this quote is Clarice Lispector, a Brazilian author lady. Thank you. Call me. Phone emoji. Champagne emoji. You guys have worked hard and you've all earned your stock option. Congratulations! So that was my presentation on open data. I hope it was helpful in any way. You're welcome. Now back to Perfume Genius. This wasn't the first time Mike and I spoke. I had actually done an interview with him back in 2012 in the same festival, and that being Superbox Super Rock. It was a much more serious interview than the generally silly chat we had this time, which is, of course, something I hope you enjoy. And Mike was promoting his great 2014 album called too bright so much of the conversation was about the album and songs on the album also my sister is on the show for a minute uh, and this isn't the first time it's happened so expect her to chime in at a certain point so here is my conversation with mike from perfume genius Uh-huh. Didn't like get on my good side. Sure, you, 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 no, I'm absolutely. Do, I'm that's try to even it out. You know that's totally like totally. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I know. But just it's always feel weird for me to do stuff like that. Yeah, I usually just wear whatever, do whatever. But I feel like I should be more professional. Like be on my good side. I didn't have my nails done. I feel bad about that. It's, it's okay. It's okay. First of all, welcome back. Thank you. And welcome back to Portugal. And how does it feel like for you to be over here? It's good. We really love it here. Yeah, we've been here about five days. Mm-hmm. It's a good food. Weather's been nice. In gardens and stuff. Very touristy, but... I need to confess something. I just remembered. What? I actually just recalled that uh, I saw a couple of p- a picture of you uh, the other day, and you were on in the I think the botanical garden of yeah. Lisbon. Yeah. And I said, and I said, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> said, Hey, Mike, are you are you in Portugal yet? So did uh, I respond to you? N- uh, no, I, th- I think well, not. So it's sorry. Not, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't checked my Instagram in a few days. So, but mm-hmm. there you go. No, so so I, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, I, I know if it was a secret or not. It's not a secret. Oh, no. There you go. I'm telling the world. 
It's, it's not a, a secret. It's not a secret. There <laughs> yeah. you go. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, uh, and the last time you were here at Superbloc, uh, uh, this was uh, we were just talking about this off the record. It was in a completely different venue, ven- uh, completely different venue. It yeah. was like, yeah, it was like. Oh, last uh, time we were here. Yeah. In Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at the cinema. Oh no, that was the Mesh Fest. About a couple the of months ago. Last time we were at this festival. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I don't. I remember seeing Saint Vincent uh-huh. and Little Dragon. Yeah. I think we went on right before Little Dragon, maybe, uh-huh. or something. But I don't remember my actual show. Uh-huh. <laughs> if it was good or not. Uh-huh. Hopefully, it was good. Uh-huh. No, I'm. Mm. No, actually, I didn't. I didn't go to that one because. Uh, oh no, the the. Um, I'm sorry. I did go to the Super Rock Super Rock one. No, it was excellent. I still have footage. So oh, yeah, there you go. It might be a, ref- a refresher <laughs> later. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's online too. Everything's mm. online too. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm. But uh, but uh, I didn't see the uh, Meshfest one because it was it was packed, so it's a good sign. Uh, no, it was really nice. Yeah. The venue's beautiful, and you know it's like seated, but like up, like mm-hmm. a very um, well theatery. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a really good show. Uh-huh. The lights were nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody was really into it. Mm-hmm. It was like a church thing, wasn't it? Like I think it so. Felt, it felt like that because uh-huh. sometimes seated shows are weird and uh-huh. it feels like a school assembly. But this felt very much like I guess essentially just because the mm-hmm. crowd was good, it made it feel like a an event. Mm-hmm. And it's. Uh, Funny because it ties it ties it, uh, it ties up in the end because I couldn't get into, into that show because it was already packed, uh, the, cool. the, it was, it, which is which is For a good me. sign exactly <laughs> exactly and I ended up watching Saint Vincent on the same oh uh, yeah so there you go so, uh, well or, so the, the Saint Vincent probably. there you go uh, in Portugal she's good it's a good trade off I think uh, she's excellent and ex- actually so uh, you guys end up playing the same venues I guess in Portugal yeah at the same time I guess I guess yeah, same no, venues or same festivals. She, Last time at this festival, uh-huh. I had a trailer next to hers backstage, and she was doing vocal warm-ups, uh-huh. which I'd never done before, but now I do oh. the ones I heard her do. Oh. I just copied them. <laughs> how do they go? I'm not going <laughs> to. No, 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 no. You don't know. Oh, that's like not a Scales test. with vowels, uh-huh. doing okay. vowel sounds and scales mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she was writing a new song. Maybe they're not even vocal warm-ups, <laughs> but it sounded like vocal warm-ups to me. So. You can't even tell, you know. With yeah. that, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but okay, okay. So, last time we spoke... Um, I uh, I asked you about this uh, this hardcore influence you had about because of the Washington scene. That's something uh, back in the, the early 2000s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something I tend to ask uh, people who are from Washington. Yeah. And uh, so um, I'm not going back there, but I'm going to ask you, however, if this uh, if Too Bright feels like the most hardcore you've been so far, because I would say so. You know, yeah, to me. it's the most hardcore I've shown everyone. I mean. I've already always had that kind of side to me, like, I don't know, kind of a harsher, I've always liked harsher, darker musics Mm -hmm. and stuff, but it's the first time I, you know, made an album out of songs that feature some of those elements. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like this is uh, possibly, like, like, do you feel like that the journey is in shedding layers? That that's where you're going to keep on going through, to yourself going? I have no idea. Mm. I mean, I didn't know... I've learned, you know, the more that I write that I have no idea what's going to happen mm. once I sit down to do it, you know. I thought this album's going to be kind of like my first two, but a little more orchestral or more, uh-huh. um, you know, have more backup singers and more churchy or something. But I didn't know it was going to, you know, be kind of more electronic and... 
harsh and experimental. I mean, some of the songs. Mm -hmm. Some of the songs are very similar to things I've already done. Uh Not already done, but the way that I've already... Of course. (laughs) No, I understand. I don't want to say that about myself. (laughs) They're exactly the same as everything I've ever made. Um, So I drew inspiration upon my own records and then did pretty much the same. I just switched a couple words and winked at the end. Um, That's great. But I don't know. I'm in my head now. I think the music is going to be harsher next time and even more fucked up and stuff. But I have no idea. It could be even more minimal uh, sure. and quiet and spare. So uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know yet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that Too Bright is more minimal than the previous record. But no. I'm not going to go there. But you know, but it feels like more, at least more. You know, uh, the amplitude has gone wider. I guess. You know. Yeah. That's how. Is that how you feel about the record? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why. I think part of it is I just feel more confident that I can do more and be able to edit it or or leave it as it is. Like, uh, I just have more confidence in the studio, I suppose. Mm, I see, I see. Uh, This was on a podcast, by the way, which I was telling you about called Made of Things. And it's based on the assumption that... uh, uh, you know, an artist dedicates, dedicates uh, itself uh, or his or herself or whatever uh, um, to art and to career in, in the doing art, uh, which is sometimes very rough. And uh, um, so uh, there must have been a moment when uh, the person heard or, list- or saw or experienced something uh, that made them go like, oh, wow, I want to do this forever. Well, did you have that moment and what was it? Um, or several. You can have more yeah, than I one. I had a bunch. I mean, for music, it uh-huh. was very sudden for me making music. I didn't grow up singing. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing piano, but you know, not thinking I was going to ever write my own stuff. And so, music was very quick. I always wanted to, but I was very hesitant just because I'm an obsessive music fan. And mm-hmm. once you start trying to make your own thing, you don't think it could ever measure up to all the songs that you love. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got over that and started writing. Um, and I wrote my first song and I enjoyed it and it felt very complete and so I just kept going from there mm. but I've always you know I went to school for painting I thought I was going to do that uh-huh. for a while I thought I was going to be a writer and I was writing lots of sh- really bad short stories and stuff like that yeah. um, uh, don't we all like when we were young been, <laughs> I've always been like that you know uh-huh. it's not it's not fair to a lot of people in my life, you know, I never imagined myself in a regular job and stuff. So I was like, oh, I just kind of like bummed around and I wasn't very, um, you know, I thought I was entitled to be this way because I'm like creative and I'm, you know, make, but I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. I was just like, I would at home be writing poems and stuff. But I still got to make money. So luckily now I'm independent and doing something I love, which I think is very rare, you know, because before I was working at a department store, like making keys, copies of keys and stuff like that, which is not, you know, I also wrote a lot at that job because there's a lot of downtime and everybody's obsessed with working the least amount of possible at that store. Oh. So, you know, it was um, crazy work ethic. Right, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. So uh, that was, that's positive. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when you have like this job when you don't do anything, you get to actually have more time to have an output somewhere else. You know, sometimes that's weird. You know, it's scary though, because I essentially was a bomb for like 20 years and now like I'm making music and if this ever doesn't work out like I don't have anything to be like (laughs) like I can't like step into a bank and be like I want to let me help me 
Let me help you manage this bank or something. I can't do it. I'm going to manage your... Play like the Queen YouTube video and be like, look, I'd be good at it. Or something, but I don't Look, this involves some production management, you know? Yeah. (laughs) The video. Mm. But it it does, though. It does. So, uh, you know, know, you're doing fine and nothing's going to happen. You have your fans and you're going to... Yeah, so we're all all looking out for you, man. (laughs) Thank you. uh, But uh, when I said... um, don't we all? I said that like when you people tend to write stuff when they're 15 and it's always, almost always very bad, isn't it? Like yeah. when you go back to it and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's sometimes like tiny little seeds or something of good exactly. ideas and stuff, but um, I don't know. It's the same as depression. Depression is very much like a void and I feel like teenage angst is a void too where mm. you can't look beyond your shitty, stupid little mm. problems mm. to actually make something important uh-huh. yeah so it needs to have some world a world experience to get you know uh, more uh, you know rougher skin to have actually some humanity growing right I think so I think yeah. you just need to get over it a little bit uh-huh. yeah sure sure <laughs> uh, what I was going to say before which I, I said I, I, I had something to tell you but I didn't remember what it was I saw you backstage at Primavera Sound in Barcelona okay. uh, early, earlier this year um, at the Tobias Gesso uh, Tobias oh, yeah. Gesso show because uh, you played uh, a little afterwards, I guess. I think, I think right after him, I played. Right yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Um, I interviewed him actually, so I didn't watch most of your show because I was talking <laughs> to Tobias. Okay. So I'm sorry, I apologize. That's all right. Uh, but uh, how did that go? Because the Primavera Sound is one of my favorite festivals over there. My show? Yeah, it was really good. Mm. It was one of my favorite shows of this tour we've done. Mm. I mean, festivals can be hard for us because you're playing, you know. I don't, there's a lot of things that need to fall into place with my show for it to be like super good and it's hard to do when it's like into the open air and the it's really you know not dark uh-huh. <laughs> so um, <laughs> but that show was like the perfect weather and lights were really good and uh-huh. people seemed to be really into it I don't know it felt like a shared thing I think that's mm. why festivals can be hard is that mm. you can't like vibe it's harder to vibe mm, mm, harder to be a hippie about your show <laughs> exactly exactly plus when you have something so in- intimate and you know uh, more quiet than just like loud rock music you know yeah. uh, you know it's, sometimes it's uh, people sometimes just want to go party 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 right yeah, but, no, but want you tend to have medium. people at your shows I've, I've seen a bunch so you know. no no I'm not like ungrateful no, sure, but like, sure. I didn't mean that um I didn't I even imply. I feel like so, yeah. you know sometimes people at festivals too are waiting for the next person. They just got there really early, <laughs> so they're just sitting there, kind of looking at me like that, or you waiting know, for Metallica. You know, yeah, just, just, but just, when it does work, it's a really amazing feeling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. So that, I'm sure it must be really you know uh, grateful. So you must feel very grateful, I guess. You know when yeah. people engage. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. it's an amazing thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I was so nervous performing the first couple tours mm. and now I'm a little less nervous so I can kind of pay attention to what's actually mm. going on and it's a pretty crazy thing uh-huh. it's kind of overwhelming yeah on, uh, on your song uh, you have a bunch of really good uh, songs on the album like if not mm. the whole album it's one of the best of the last years oh, thank uh, you very much. you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> it's true uh, but um, but um, so okay what's a long pig man what's a long, long pig, pig is yeah. like a word for human flesh that's prepared for eating okay so nothing to do with actual existing creatures. No, no pigs. No the pigs, pigs are like human meat. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Fully understandable. Now that you now that you put it like that, but because uh, I was thinking There's like also this. a hardcore band or like a metal band called Long Pig too. I think. Really? I think they're metal. 
Oh, okay. Uh, we should look it up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pr- pretty much out of battery. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll Google okay. it later. <laughs> oh, my. So, you think it is? I think it's, it's maybe hardcore. Oh, is it? Maybe it's crossover. Yeah. <laughs> crossover. <laughs> I hope so. I love crossovers. <laughs> is, is wrong about it. <laughs> We're pretty For much sure. all, all of us are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I was, I was thinking like, uh, well, this makes no sense now, but I was thinking like long pig would be opposed to short pigs, which is a, <laughs> a short pig. And short pig is, is essentially a piglet, which is, uh, which is a delicacy cute. over. They're so they're, cute. They're very, they're so cute. Uh, they're, they're, they're eventually, they're, they're just a, like a delicacy over here. So Baby it's, pigs? Yeah. Uh, what does it call here? Uh, Light down. Baby pigs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not this is not cool of, by any means. Yeah, just, I don't want to advocate uh, eating it, but I probably would. <laughs> exactly. That's what's fucked up. Is like I'm watching videos of like all these piglets and stuff, but if it's delicious, it's really fucked up. I've been thinking more about it because all my friends are like vegetarians and vegans uh-huh. and writing these pretty convincing posts uh-huh. on Facebook uh-huh. and all these videos, uh-huh. horrible videos, you know, and then, but I still like break down and have a burger pretty much every day. So like, <laughs> I can't resist. I can't resist. Wow. I'm sorry. My accent just flew out the window. Resist. <laughs> that sounds like a brand of something like resist, like my, perf- yeah. my perfume, you know, <laughs> my perfume genius is resist. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, okay, that's enough about pigs now. But uh, okay, but don't let them in. Um, is that like a, a, a forever a truth that will withstand the test of time, or uh, don't not letting them in? Like, oh. will you ever? And what does it take? Yeah, I mean that was um, that's just a song about having friends that or acquaintances or whatever that say inappropriate or offensive things Mm -hmm. but they're well intended you know they're not Uh bad people they're just ignorant (laughs) I guess (laughs) which is but sometimes you don't feel like wanting to be that person that like tells them oh you know we don't say it like that or I don't know it feels condescending when you do it to them Uh and it also I don't know it's it's a frustrating thing sometimes it It can be just as obnoxious as when someone just flat out says something mean to you Uh about who you are, you know? Uh Uh Sometimes you're just not in the mood, right? Yeah, sometimes I just want to not let Uh them in. I just Uh want to keep watching Netflix. I don't want to have dinner with those, (laughs) you know, nice, but... um, Offensive. Some people are offensive. Some people are just irritating, and you hang out with them, right? So, yeah. You know, it's just I, I, yeah, I, this goes, this goes a long way. But uh, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you manage without Netflix in Europe? Because it's not. I don't think that we have it over here yet. You have some countries too, oh, okay. but the rest, I have a like a thing on my computer which fakes me being in different countries. Um, hello, something which is less. <laughs> I'm telling you that I'm a hacker. No, no, no. So it doesn't matter where I am. I will watch eight episodes in Nashville. <laughs> so <laughs> I have something like that too on my computer, like a plugin. But I'm trying not to say the actual name of the thing. So I will say like hello, uh, slightly oh, less worse uh, online niche. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> Do you think? Do you yeah. think that works? Yeah, for you, sure. Okay, okay. There you go. Uh, wild we- worldwide webbing. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the uh, and the um, I, I, well, I'm sorry. You were gonna say? No, I don't know. I think it is. No, just mumbling. <laughs> I, I tend to do that a lot as well. You're in the right show, man. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, we're pretty much done. Uh, what are you going to do afterwards? Uh, tonight? Uh, tonight and forever. <laughs> Probably more Nash episodes in Nashville. We got to wake up really early to go home or to go to Chicago to play a show. So uh, oh. not much. Oh, so you're straight from uh, from here to to back to the, U- the U.S. Yeah, tomorrow morning at like six uh, or five or uh-huh. something uh-huh. awful like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. So, Jerry, uh, have you ever? Um, you should market resist. Resist? Yeah. Resist? Perfume genius. Uh, you know, <laughs> just get some minions carrying the bottles <laughs> or something. That's adorable. Yeah. Of course. How, how could you not? You think know? that would work? Yeah. I think so too. Mm. Dude, it was a pleasure as always. Yeah. A little shake. A little shake. <laughs> and just oh, okay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I do the explosion and implosion. I don't. I don't do the explosion. Oh, okay, okay. No, that, that's that, that's 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 go. <laughs> That's good. That's two five, five years ago. <laughs> just not sure. Man, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, man. we did not have Netflix in Portugal, but we do now, and it's pretty great. Who was also great? Perfume Genius, of course. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back soon with another episode. I can tell you right now that it's going to be a long one. That's the only thing I'm going to spoil for you. It's not a spoiler. Please check out all the episodes on the Made of Things podcast channel on YouTube. You can also find other interviews there that I did in recent years. You can like the Made of Things page on Facebook or follow Made of Things pod on Twitter, where I say stupid stuff. And uh, if you're an Android person, by which I do not mean that you're an Android, but you possibly are, uh, you can download all the episodes on WordPress. And you can always go to iTunes, of course, but only if you're not an Android. See you guys soon. Please come back and don't leave me. Mm-hmm.